welcome to Parenting 101. Episode 2 is going to be about athletics and elementary school children. I've invited Dr. Tim Green, the athletic director at Kentucky Country Day School, to join me today. My name is Amy Mendel, and I'm the lower school director at Kentucky Country Day School. Dr. Green, thanks for joining me today. Can you tell me a little bit about what parents should be thinking about when they're considering having their elementary child participate in a sport? Sure. It's very important as you think through where you're going to let your child participate in athletics that you look at the individual child because they develop at different paces and they have different desires and different comfort levels uh, at different points of their life. But you also have to make sure that you take into consideration what your goals are for that uh, child. I, I always try to tell parents that kids should be involved in as many sports as they can. Uh, it's going to give them a, a taste of everything. Uh, my personal example is myself. I lettered in five sports in high school, but when I was uh, a, maybe a late middle schooler, I thought I was going to be a baseball player. Uh, early in high school, I thought I was going to be a basketball player and ended up playing college football. Uh, and there are many, many examples of that. So you want to give them a broad base. I also played soccer, swam, wrestled, and it gave me a good balanced athletic experience and let me figure out what I enjoyed, what I was good at. So I think that's one of the most important things is figuring out your child, their timing, and what experiences might benefit them the most as they develop through their athletic career. And an athletic career may be very short. It can happen when they're young. It can happen when they're old. And it can change throughout their life as well, like mine did. So I think those are all factors that a parent, as they're making decisions, needs to consider. Well, what are the benefits of sports, participating in sports, whether they're individual or team sports? Yeah, I think that the physical fitness benefit is one that stands out when you get them active early. And they, especially if it's something they're passionate for, it teaches them not only to be active, but that they can have fun doing it, kids. So if you can introduce them in a way and something that they love to multiple sports, um, they're going to find a passion for it. Uh, also, you mentioned individual or team. I think it's one of the best ways to bond with their teammates, to learn accountability to each other, uh, to learn uh, about commitment and how everybody else can be counting on them in certain situations, but then they also are holding and pr propping them up as well. And it teaches great relationships with coaches, with those adults. So those are all great benefits and, and things that can be learned through participation in sports. Yes, I agree. And I think, too, that sort of belonging to something bigger than yourself is an important piece, especially for young children, because developmentally, that's something that they just start to learn in elementary school. And a, a team sport can really help them see that it's not just about them. I think the physical fitness piece is really important, too. I have children, and I always found that when mine were active in a sport, they actually did better with their academic work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I think parents sometimes worry if we're in a sport, then we have less time, and that means homework or things like that will be harder. But I actually find my kids to be better at getting their work done more quickly and efficiently when they are in a sport. You're right. And you know, we all have things that justify what we do. And one of the strongest statistical, statistically supported things out there is that kids do better when they're physically active and participate in sports. Uh, we'll sometimes have someone maybe consider not letting a child play because they're worried about their academics. And that's 
according to, to research, that's one of the worst things you can do because it does keep them so focused, so grounded. It keeps them on a schedule. It helps get some of those wiggles out mm-hmm. uh, when you're in elementary school. We have a lot so, of wiggles. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> and uh, it, even with the energy uh, for high schoolers, it, it keeps their bodies in a good rhythm. So Right. Well, what if your child isn't really interested in sports? Is it important to sort of guide them in that direction or what should parents do? It goes back to one of my earlier statements that you have to look at your child as an individual. Some you can push in different ways than others, but I think it's important that you can find some something, whether it's a, a recreational-based activity, maybe a, a gymnastics class. It can be a one-off, one-day kickball tournament. Uh, it can be something as simple. I just noticed the other day they're having some kind of a Frisbee activity over at Tom Sawyer aimed towards young people. Uh, it can be something as simple as that that can test the waters because a lot of times it's it's the kid not being confident enough to want to go out there and they're worried what everyone else is going to think. And it's not that they wouldn't find something they could enjoy. There are so many different examples of activities in athletics. So usually you can find something, but if you can somehow get their feet a little wet. Yeah, and I think we tend as parents – we have a sort of a narrow focus. We sort of think of the same sports over and over again, right. you know, basketball, field hockey, volleyball, baseball, softball, you know, football. We sort of get in these ruts. Mm-hmm. And there are really a lot more physical activities out there yeah. than those things. But we kind of forget about things like archery right. or, you know, we forget about fishing as right. sure. something physical to do too. Yeah, that, that's those are great examples, and we're actually looking at adding bowling in the next year or two, even here at KCD. So there, there are a lot of different ways. I don't want to tell them my age here, but when I was growing up, it's twenty nine. That's right, <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. When when I was growing up, we didn't have a lot of the youth based athletics. We played in our backyards with our neighbors. Um, those days are, are gone, mm-hmm. and everything seems to be uh, provided. The activities, especially in athletics, seem to be provided in a a very canned setting, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just different. But I can remember whether it was just playing tag in the backyard or one of my favorite things, according to my mom, I don't remember it well, was I would love getting two or three mason jars, and if I could catch a butterfly, watch it in the jar for a little bit and then mm-hmm. let it go, then go catch another one. That's a, I don't think I could do that today, but as a kid, <laughs> it helped my athleticism. And sure. so there are a lot of different activities you can do outside right. the normal traditional sport. Catching lightning bugs, tree climbing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tree climbing is a good one. And it makes a big difference, too, if parents are active and model activity for children because then children understand that that's an important family value, too. You know, there's a a big study that was done just a few years ago, and it looked at uh, youngsters in sport, and the thing that motivated them the most was uh, parental involvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was there, and for ironically, for even high school age kids, it was when adults in their life came to watch them play. Uh, so those were uh, the top reasons for those two groups. So it is important that parents and watching a basketball game on television does not count. Yeah. <laughs> Go out and play basketball. Don't right. we just finished the tournament, and uh, while that's a fine thing to do, uh, but it, it doesn't count in the same way as actually participating or whether it's walking, like you say, or, or throwing a ball. Uh, it's, it's amazing today. We'll have kids in our PE class in elementary school who have never thrown a ball, mm-hmm. and we have to uh, – that almost never happened. Uh, 25, 30 years ago when I first started. That's right. So we um, were all so busy. But. Even even 
sports in our own yard mm-hmm. seem to be going by the wayside. So go ahead and draw a hopscotch board on your driveway, sure. get a basketball hoop out there, buy a jump rope. Yeah, anything. Yeah. Anything that kids can do while you're watching them right there in your yard, but be active. That gross motor movement is so important for young children. And, yes. and that's the time they really need developmentally to be mastering those skills for sure. Something I've talked about in another podcast is that sometimes parents have sort of their own identity wrapped up in their children's accomplishments. And I think that sometimes that can play out in sports, you know, that we feel like our worth is dependent on how our children succeed sometimes. Yeah. You know, we've, I've been the father of four children and that's helpful, but I've been involved in athletics uh, finishing up my 29th year. And one thing that I try to tell parents is to not get too excited when your kid does something great and don't get too depressed when they do something that's probably not so great. Um, in that same study I referenced earlier about what the kids liked, ironically for both groups, the list of things they didn't like was topped by when their parents stayed on them about their performance. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't like the the dad coaching them all the way home. They didn't like the mom screaming at the officials from the bleachers, uh, You know, whatever the case may be. Well, and I think sometimes, too, as parents, you know, we have worries for where our children are going in the future. Like, I can remember at one point looking at my oldest and thinking, gosh, I really need to get you playing golf. There are so many golf scholarships that go unused out there. You know, my child had no interest in playing golf. You know, it wasn't going to be the path. And I think sometimes we can look for those avenues for our kids, but that's not what our kids are interested in. And as you mentioned before, their interest is so important to it. It's the key. I've, I've seen so many just train wrecks that resulted because a parent had a vision for their child. And those can coincide. They can can work out fine, but it seems like more often than not, that's not the case. Multiple times you'll see kids develop at different paces. Maybe they're a a great athlete early and seem to level out at some point, or they might have a passion for a sport or multiple sports. Um, And then that changed later. Uh, One of my daughters was very interested in athletics Throughout middle school and high school, she really fell in love with the fine arts. And there are examples that go the other way. We've had kids show up as a sophomore or junior who end up being great athletes and playing college. So, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to pigeonhole your kid too early into a single sport or to what level they're going to play at or anything like that. It's just, it's a dangerous game. Right. That's right. And a few quick stats just to, these help put me in perspective, even though I've already got my oldest off to college. Out of the 284,000 high school boys who play soccer, there are only 3,306 full scholarships for them for college. Out of the 1 million boys who play high school football, only 150 of them will make it to the NFL. Yeah, isn't that amazing? It is amazing. That wow. all comes from the Center for Kids First. So You know, we've We've got a great presentation online. If you go to the KCD website, uh, you can see, look up something that we call the NEXT program, and it's designed to to help our athletes who identify themselves as someone who wants to maybe play in college. And so we take them through a series of steps beginning their freshman year that are, that are very important and helpful. But that presentation, if you look about the second or third slide, it gives those statistics basically in percentages. Mm-hmm. And um, at one of our meetings... We had about 100 folks there. We used a little way they could vote online, and we asked a simple question, what level of athletics do you think your child or you will participate? And 92% said Division One. Oh. 
two percent of high school right. athletes get scholarships <laughs> to Division One, and three and a half percent participate at Division One. So you can see how it's skewed. And, and I love those uh, specific numbers you have there. It's mm-hmm. just amazing how you can get off course. Well, let's focus back more specifically to lower school. Let's talk about specialization. I hear a lot of my students now, even in lower school saying they only play one sport and they play it year-round. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, as a program, we try to push our kids, both in our academic curriculum, our fine arts, but also athletics, to try multiple things. That's why you at a place like KCD. You can find your passion. And, and that's my philosophy, or I wouldn't be at a school like this, uh, my, my personal philosophy. But I can tell you unequivocally, whether you go listen to Urban Meyer or Nick Saban or uh, anyone who follows and studies this, that's one of the worst things you can do to your child is push them in. Even if they say it, it's their decision. Um, there are so many developmental things that that, that, that can uh, lead to that are negative, uh, psychological, physical. I would say as far away from that in the early formative years as I could. Let them try as many things as they can. Um, even if they're not sure about something, put it in it. Now, don't let them quit. Um, mm-hmm. don't, don't just say, well, I'm not having fun or I'm not very good at this. And they, cause you, you also learn negative lessons from not finishing something. But most of the time in youth sports, the seasons are short. If you're not sure, pick a league where the season is short. There are a lot of leagues out there that maybe only practice once a week and play once a week. You know, you don't have to join the league that practices five days and plays the other two, but it, it's just so many negatives. And even though so many people do it, you almost can't find anyone who says it's a good idea. So it's 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 kind of like drinking soda. <laughs> yeah. know, everybody knows it's terrible for you, yet we do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would mm-hmm. stay far away from that. And I think that's a little tricky. You know, I've got a student athlete too, and a lot of the pressure comes sometimes from the coach. What advice would you give to kids and families that are in that boat, you know, especially young children? How do they fight back against that? Yeah, that, that's challenging, and it, it's a hard balance for me as an athletic director because I want coaches that are passionate, but they need to understand our philosophy and, and our needs as a school. But but I would encourage parents to stand strong. Ultimately, uh, if you see a coach pushing your kid too far, you're their parent. Contact the athletic director or the coach and uh, make sure you work it out. I, I can't really imagine someone at KCD going to that level. It's a compliment when a coach says, hey, you could be a really good football player. Make sure you get in the weight room so that kid may interpret that as, well, all I'm going to do is play football and lift. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, hopefully that the people will work together and the parents will recognize that that's negative, especially early on. I think in certain athletes and in certain skill-based sports, uh, at some point you, you have to make that decision. Maybe it's a junior year in high school. Maybe it's not until you go to college. But uh, I would really hate to see that in elementary mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, athletics. Especially in elementary is yeah. so important because they're still developing. Right. You know, right. the developmental curve is so steep in elementary and children at that age really have to develop a broad range of motor skills. Mm-hmm. And if they're locked into just one sport, they're not developing that wide range. You know, I think it's important to keep in mind too that early specialization is linked to dropout and burnout Correct. in a sport. It's linked to repetitive injuries. Right. It's like an epidemic yeah. of repetitive injuries. And this was really interesting to me. I read this article about swimmers, and especially swimmers who swim very, very young and do only swimming all year round, tend to drop out earlier, especially if they've reached a level like top in their club, because they've already reached what they thought their goal was. Yeah. And so then they drop out and they think they're done. <laughs> No, I, I, that's exactly right. And 
it's some of those sports lend themselves more to year-round participation. Um, if you take a sport that's really seems to be pushing right now hard for year-round participation, both soccer and volleyball tend to do that. You know, it's, it's sometimes in the winter you get off time from those because you can't go outside mm-hmm. it's too cold all the gyms are, are full with basketball and whatnot but a sport like swimming you'll see kids swim just constantly year-round and not, not take a break so mm-hmm. I, I imagine that is very true mm-hmm. and you know really young kids they need to be developing different skills so if you're doing the same thing all the time you're yeah. not developing now, different skills a, or resting that, that it, resting is is so critically important it, it's really changed the way professional level athletes train now as they mm-hmm. build in these specific periods of rest and recuperation but for years there have been different versions of this but general athletic and you could put whatever uh, ability general athletic participation it was a, a buzzword back about 15 years ago and that's what everyone wanted and then some switch turned and moved to the specialization and it's uh it's troublesome well let's talk a little bit about kcd's philosophy about competitive sports in lower school we don't have them. That's right. We KCD has an athletic, excuse me, an educationally based athletic program. And that's that goes all the way through high school. But when you start getting into the younger grades, it gets really uh, challenging for the kids to understand, hey, I'm this is my English teacher or I'm here at school and now I have to flip, flip a switch and and uh, mm-hmm. be a whole different type of, of, of animal slash athlete. And it's not a good mix. Um very, very few schools truly have elementary-based athletics. It may be organized at a school or oriented around a school, but in Jefferson County, there are no true school-based athletic leagues for elementary school, not just KCD. Now, there are teams from certain schools that might play in the third grade, but they're not affiliated with their school. That's how strongly most educational athletic administrators feel about it. Right. And, you know, developmentally for young children, there's a lot of good reason behind that. Oh, uh, so much. You know, young children aren't really equipped very well to deal right. with losing. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. That's the the enemy is the losing side of it. Uh-huh. So, uh, and it's it's tricky for parents uh, to know how to deal with that. It's tricky for the kids. You know, the kids are trying to please you, and we place so much emphasis on it, and only half the teams win. Uh, it is something that's very very important, and it's very tricky to uh, navigate. You know, you don't want to place too much emphasis just on the winning. Uh, it's always great to take some time after a competition and, and maybe not really address it. It's okay to correct it. And uh, I'm a big believer in having a coach as opposed to the parent doing it. And as we talked about earlier, I think that's even more important when they're young. If mm-hmm. you if you want to go out and help your child improve the sport, play with them, but maybe not coach them. Right. Uh, so uh, right. they can kind of keep things separated and they don't identify themselves as an athlete only, because if it doesn't work out for them, where are they going to turn next? Or they don't want to identify their relationship as a pleaser of a parent uh, or any adult, a coach, anybody, based on if they win or not. That's so right. It's, it's very tricky. It is, very especially tricky. for young children, it's hard because young children can't separate their performance from their identity. So, and, yeah, and you know. The, the easy lean here would be to say, well, my kid's so competitive. That's the way. That's true, but the or it may be true, but the effect could be that it stifles that and it takes it in a negative direction at too early of an age. Mm-hmm. So even if you see it, it's it's something that you, you still can't invest too much in because it could take a negative turn. We work a lot more with kids that struggle with failure um, than to encourage kids to want to be successful. That's <laughs> so, right. That's so right. we just have to, you have to be very careful even if you say your individual kid, it's just that's who they are. I, I, I still would push away from it. Right, and and you don't know why that's the way they are. Maybe that's the way they are because they're trying so desperately to please right, their yeah, parents, that's true. and 
because their identity is wrapped up in that, they could be thinking, I win because I'm a good kid. Mm, or right. I lose because I'm a bad kid. Yeah. And that's not at all no, what we want them to be thinking. But they're too immature at that time to, to understand the difference. It's um, the opposite. And, you know, the good thing about it, uh, there are a lot of leagues for different sports where they don't keep score in a role for that. It's very important. Sometimes I hear people joking about how, you know, when I was a kid, we didn't all get a trophy, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and that's true. But at the same time, there's a little truth in that. Like no. all kids need to just have fun with the sport yeah. and enjoy being in it because in their child development, they're not at a good place to understand all that yet. Th- that's right. And a lot of those kids who didn't get a trophy never played again. And that's even worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is, so, you're right. That yeah. is even worse. So, and as a parent, you want to always make sure that you're reacting positively, whether they win or whether they lose. Yeah. You know, if you're only giving them the extra love and praise when they've lost to try and make up for it, that sends them a clear message too. Yeah. Oh, my parents only tell me this when I lose. <laughs> right. No, that's right. And I know there, there might be some of my former players out there who's like, wait a minute, is this the coach Green that, that would chew me out after I did something? It's a whole different developmental stage when you're a senior in high school versus a, a seven-year-old. <laughs> Exactly. Even in middle school, we're talking about a different breed. We're talking about elementary kids here. Um, You know, I think one of our main takeaways is physical activity is really important for young children, and they need a lot of different kinds of physical activity. If they do that, and they're diverse in what they do, and they're active, and they have a good attitude and have fun, how many choices will they have when they're KCD upper school kids? You know, that's a a great question. We, We have the biggest and most comprehensive program uh, probably in the state definitely in jefferson county and that surprises people we're going to have 70 teams this year wow Uh, we offer virtually every sport except for you mentioned fishing earlier the state (laughs) does offer bass fishing right now we don't have cheerleaders we're trying and uh, we don't have wrestling but outside that uh, you can play any sport that our state has and sanctions here Uh, we've even added esports so, uh, yeah, it's a great opportunity. The Bearcats have got a great tradition uh, of being successful and having a well-run program. So hopefully when they get to middle school and high school, they're able to, to find something they love and, and be successful at it. Right. Yeah. Dr. Green, thank you so much. Sure. Thank you very much. And thanks to our listeners for listening to another parenting podcast. Uh, we'll be back again next week with another topic for you. Have a great day.